Hello, and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Jason Galea, and I'll be joined by Ben Scott. Thanks for joining us on our way to creating 1 million positive outcomes in personal training by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by STC Fit Learning's Coaches Collective, a premium business mentoring service for PTs who want to attract the clients they want, earn a higher income, and have a long, sustainable fitness career. If you enjoy the episode, please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. A five-star review goes a long way to helping us reach more people just like you. Hope you enjoy the episode. My wife went in there once without me and got me a jacket. And I was like, um, how much was this? And she's like, oh, it's like 350 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, are you fucking kidding me? No, and she's crazy. like, oh, just it looks really good though. I'm like, you're never going in there ever again. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me. Like, it doesn't matter how good of a fucking golf jacket that is. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So what do we have today, boys? Uh, officially. Yeah. Oh, score. Four. Uh, 49. I think I was 52. Uh, oh, me too. Yeah. It was a rough day out. Hang on. Hang on, I got to find it. Yeah, I had, I had 52, a couple of mares. But I like the idea of this. Yeah, 49. Yeah. It wasn't a good day out, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it wasn't a good day out. First time at the course, we'll play that. Yeah. yeah. I don't have an excuse. Our, our 400th time at the yeah, course. I, I played on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there three I must, times have, in two, in I must two have just got used to the fairways in Shepparton. That's uh, why. It was average. That first hole just never played it so bad. Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. One hole, when you're so inconsistent, one hole just ruins your whole mm. ruins your whole day out there, which is unfortunate. Yeah. When but it doesn't ruin the fun. When you're playing stroke play, yeah. Nah. I still had a great time. Yeah. It was unreal. Yeah. It Thank you for having coming, me out here. It keeps me coming back. Yeah. It was actually uh, yeah. a great course. I'm going to bring the boys out. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. 18's we'll a good day to... Too. Like yeah, to, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Strauss. It's walkable too. The eighteen here, yeah, it's pretty flat. It's not uh not savage on the old legs. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I I thought it was fantastic. Good grass, not wet, yeah. not boggy like mm-hmm. some of the courses I've been playing at this That's winter. Interesting. It's not a lot the, of bunkers either. But you managed to find. I found a three on one hole. You ma- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just still managed to find a fair bit of sand. Yeah, I've got a uncanny. <laughs> yeah. My short game is definitely, uh, in fact, nothing today was on show, but my short game is definitely the area that needs a bit of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The driver looked good early. Yeah, I could hit. I the could, swing is yeah, there. The, the swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just inconsistent. If the lie's not right, it's never going to be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. But you know, very, you see a good a good swing. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like you're, yeah. You're a good swing. Yeah, yeah. Looks, looks aesthetic. You put it together, are going to yeah. be pretty. Yeah, pretty good. we'll get there. Absolutely, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah, I'm addicted to it. So we'll we'll be running this summer. Yeah, strong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We were playing yeah. every Wednesday, nine every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Most sometimes. Sundays. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Which yeah. was at least twice a week in the summertime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. without go. a doubt. Yeah. So. The voice you can hear is probably in the heading of the podcast. We don't need to introduce you, but formally, welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Podcast. To the Western Suburbs, Werribee Golf Park. Is that yep. what it's called? It is, is now. Course? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> golf, <laughs> golf course in Werribee. Yeah, there's a cafe just near it. Don't go to the cafe. That would yeah. be my one tip. Yeah, that's, yeah uh, that's nutty. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's just... Uh, we went there once for breakfast and the food was good. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. Ages ago. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend the little small cafe on the way in. Maybe not. Maybe the one at the at the course, but I don't know. They wouldn't listen. But 
Dirty fuck dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are definitely allowed to swear. Make my make me eat my sandwich in in the car because I ordered off the takeaway menu. Yeah, that's rough. That is, it's very petty as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the way you said it to me, was, was it busy? Like, no. There was, so that's even worse. It's it was, like yeah. if there's tables there, there was just thirty <laughs> tables there, and three of them would have been taken. Do you not understand that I have to go wipe three crumbs off that table when you that's leave? It's so petty. Yeah. Go and put those crumbs in your car. I was I was in the car when I was when I was eating it. I was trying to think why would he be so stern in that I can't eat this sandwich yeah. in there. And I, the only thing I think would be the labour wasn't accounted for in the price. But then I was like, what would the labour be like to wash the one Ten plate? Cents. Yeah, the, what, yeah, to wash the plate or yeah. to clean or, the crumb or whatever. Yeah. But he was adamant. You cannot eat that sandwich in here. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll go and eat it. I'll go and eat it in my car then. <laughs> And then I reckon he made my coffee extra hot because for some reason... Yeah. So you couldn't enjoy your coffee and your sandwich in your car. I burnt my mouth. <laughs> I, uh, no wonder you had a bad round. No, no, no. It's not a good start. Nah. Busted. <laughs> Internal locus, it was me and I suck at golf. That, <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's all right. I'm actually interested to see how the little edit, whatever you guys do I with the footage. I can't wait to see the, the, yeah. the cutouts of just all the shots. There's going to be like just as many bad shots as... I feel like we still... There was a fair few rippers there. There were some great shots. Yeah, we'll yeah, definitely you, have... You hit, hit a few fantastic ones. Couple so a couple of good, of good chips. Yeah. I think there's a solid minute of me just saying, fuck. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Me just pointing, saying, delete that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that one? Yeah, I think good. My, yeah. Delete it. The best shot, my best shot of the day, I turned to look at Tam and he was just standing watching me. I was like, yeah. the putt. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah, the shot on the second hole when you yeah. get it onto the green, that was actually a really good Minced shot. Minced it. Was not on yeah. camera. Fuck my life. Yeah, we nailed some good putts though. Did you get the putts, Tam? Did you get him? Oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't, think he's just filming golf. He doesn't know what a putt is. <laughs> he got so, my putt. He got my par putt, which is the only shot that is worthy of my, uh, my day. Yeah. So... Yeah. So we have one clip of Jamie. Yeah. 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 Just sinking up. Can't wait for that. I think it'll be unreal. How's things yeah. at the culture, mate? Culture's doing well. Yeah. Come through a winter. Felt this winter, actually. Just a, yeah. yeah, just a, I don't know, a few things going on personal, in a few personal lives that mm. just sort of dragged this winter around. So we're pretty keen to get out of it. But yeah. uh, over, overall, awesome. We've had a great, uh, when did we move? When did we come out of lockdown? August, September? No, it's pretty much 12 months. I think it was like yeah. end, end of October. Yeah. It was so, a year ago, we yeah. were in lockdown. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much 12 months. Uh, it's been really positive. Yeah. As a whole. We need to get out and have a session. Yeah. Yeah, whenever. Yeah, yeah, Maybe definitely. Just shoot us a message. Um, Go play Sandy. Oh, mm. uh, 100%. I'll take you out. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome. 12 months. Obviously, the last two years have been no need to harp on it, but mm. we're, we're tough. And then we tried to set it up in a way that we would come out firing. And I think we have executed on that. And we yeah. we had a few things that we really wanted to do. Obviously, we moved the facility, um, which was huge for us. Uh, doubled down with our just sort of attitude as like a, a, a unit of staff. Yep, and really being like, now nah, let's 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 make a good run of this and execute it on some new social media strategies, which I think have helped, uh, and everything's just been really good. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, as a company, I guess, what what do you offer? So you have the gym, you still have online coaching. Online coaching is our main primary. Our main, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we. We used to sell pre-COVID. We used to sell like sessions per week. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're just transitioning to just like an open gym model, um, and then COVID came, and obviously everything just went online, and we just 
built out all our online structures to like onboard clients. Everything just became online. Yeah. Absolutely everything. And then when we came out, of, we were coming out of COVID, we were just like, oh, I think we'll just double down on the online coaching. It's growing. It's going well. So we actually have more online clients than we have like yep. gym clients. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're, I say we're an online business now. We just have a really cool facility that we can leverage yep. for content. And obviously we have other revenue streams that support the overall arching company of strength culture yeah um because we have a facility which is great and we yeah. it's been a big focus to build those up as well to make it a more well-rounded sort of hardened business but yeah online coaching is the biggest uh stream right yeah. yeah service mm. yeah. uh we do some obviously we then have gym memberships as well mm. which is is that capacity uh we have i do an i do an online mentorship uh for for coaches mm -hmm. we have some online resources we're about to expand into apparel and a training app as well yep. which has been a uh, part of the reason why we've shifted our social strategy yeah uh, over the last especially six months since feb yep. we uh we pivoted pretty hard with social media yeah um, all the coffees are here lovely thank you tam yeah. i'm good i'm good all right, um, lovely bouncing off the wall yeah that's cool so and then obviously you've got the USAPAL. Yeah, yeah. USAPL. <laughs> well, it's just powerlifting. Again, it's just leverage leverage the facility and, and try and... Our whole jam at the moment and has been since we came out... It was actually... It, it was since I decided to... When we were moving the gym. So this is now May last year. The whole goal of everything we've done is just to do things differently. Like mm -hmm. that's all we're trying to do. Yep. So... Um, hopefully like that shows in some of the stuff we do like our social media strategy is just a little bit different to what most people would expect mm -hmm. for for health and fitness yeah um our gym the way we've set it up is a little bit different we've got nice lighting with it's all acoustically treated so yep. that we can make better content and our content's slightly different and um it's just sort of like a vein of sort of thing that we're trying to bleed into all of our yep. avenues um, because it is such an overcrowded market, but we also just see, we just don't think that there's much variety in Australian health, health and fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like so, you, oh, so the USAPL yeah, comp, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the powerlifting stream is obviously always going to be there. The fantastic thing with USAPL is that we can actually monetize it better yeah. and actually create a revenue okay, stream, yeah. which means we can actually reinvest in it and really it try better. to make yeah. our comps yeah. Like a bit of a like, oh, I really want to do a strength culture yeah. comp. They run it fast. It's efficient, but also there's cool things happening and, yeah. and whatever. So we're we're thankful that the USAPL allow us to actually give run that it a run. Yeah, yeah, give yeah. it a run. Really, yeah, yeah. And, and actually make some money and yeah, and and re because I'm all, yeah all about reinvesting and all that sort of shit. So, yeah, you'll make yeah. it worthwhile too yeah. for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Some of the stories I heard from another Fed that won't be mentioned of outlays that then. The, the monetary award got pulled away. It was just like, how how do you expect gyms to, to get behind this yeah. and get involved in this? There's no reward for them. Well, there wasn't. We only wanted to run two comps a year because of that. Yeah. It was such a pain in the ass to run them. Yeah. It sucked. You, you, all right, yeah, you use our space, so you shut my gym down for just one day. But that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Cleaning, I've got to clean it. Yeah. I've got to get 30 volunteers yeah, that are all my around. gym members. Yeah. So put them all out. I've got to spend probably two or three days setting the place up. Yep. Oh, I've got to deal with the actual stress of having two, three hundred people come through your door. Yeah. Which people don't understand what that's like for a small business owner. If you, yeah. anything could happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
it's just yeah events, so events aren't a big deal uh, are a big yeah, deal like yeah, people like it, think yeah that, oh you just even like a much smaller scale but running our liftoffs that we've had our biggest one sort of 35 lifters and stuff yeah and people are just like oh yeah we'll just do that and it's like nah yeah <laughs> there's no, a lot that goes into putting that thing together to it. yeah so that, that was why we only ran two a year so now we're we're going to push for three next year and then hopefully we'll go quarter by quarter mm. um in 2024 nice. i reckon yeah yeah so with the brand thing um so I'll, I'm, I'm happy to put it out there and say that Strength culture, in my opinion, would be the number one coaching brand in Melbourne Mad. right now. Thank you. So congratulations. Mm. Thank you. Um, through my perception anyway, yeah. <laughs> whatever that That's means. Right. Um, That's cool. Thank but you. I- I'll also come out and say, because I am interested to hear it, when the new podcast in particular started... That was the... I didn't get it. Oh, really? I was like, I, I can see there's a thing. And then I was looking at you and I was looking at like, I know he's... I know Schultz is a big influence. I know there's a thing and Jamie's smart. What's he doing? There's a yeah. thing out there. Yeah. So what was what was the initial this You said you wanted to do things differently? Yeah. Good coffee. This huh? coffee's mad. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Nothing nothing like a little bit of condensed milk to make anything taste <laughs> wow. better. Yeah. It's like it's like velvet. <laughs> just just like layers the back of my throat. Is it Padre coffee too? Nah, it's the actual Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Um so yeah, what what happened when you when you sat back and went, okay, we're going to do things differently? What did that mean? What were the conversations? Yep. What was the pathway? And then but now it's starting to become clear because it's like whispers of clothing and yeah. apps and other stuff. I'm yep. like, how do they monetize this? But yep. yeah. So um, it's no secret that health and fitness went through this evidence based era. And I think everything just became dry. Yeah. Everything did. Yeah. And I think I actually burnt burnt myself out with it from a mentoring position. This was across COVID because I didn't actually like the course I had created. I created a really anatomy physiology based course, which is great. But after doing three intakes, I turned around, I said, I'm teaching like motor unit recruitment and, and actinomycin and all this sort of heavy physiology, heavy, heavy anatomy, heavy neurology. And I was like, that's not the shit that gets us to where we actually yeah. are and where we're going and all of that. What what gets us there? It's all right. We have a, like a model that we use and, and all of this sort of stuff. And, and then it's just like client centered. It's like a bottoms up strategy. And it's just like, really like, let's just see how things unfold. Like we're very much those sort of coaches. And I was like, I think we just got sucked into this evidence-based era. And, mm. and I was looking around. I was like, everything's just dry. Yeah. The content's dry. There was no like fun in it. Like there was a few people that, especially overseas, there's a, I think like the hybrid guys do it really well. Yeah. Um, and they're a little bit more like rounded in their approach. Mm. Their podcast is a little bit more sit back, relax, loose. Um, I really love Mark Bell and sort of his journey through the industry and like started as powerlifting and now he's sort of gone. But it's all, always been like an evolution of Mark Bell yeah. and it just re- it just expresses into what he's doing at the time. Like yep. even now with his running and all that sort of stuff. It's fun. Barbell yeah. Brigade over in America. Like that's a really fun, popular brand of strength training that started as a gym. Yeah. And I was looking at all these, they're the three main ones. And I was just like, and then I come back to Australia and I look around Australia and I'm just like, but just it's dry. Yeah. Everything was just dry. And whether it was COVID or whatever, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go down that direction anymore. Like I don't, yep. I haven't, I don't like this course I've built. Uh, not that it wasn't impactful. It definitely was, but it's like, it, it's just not what we wanted to do. And we were like, well, let's 
use some of that strategy of those guys in America that influenced us and see if we can start to apply that to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it started with our YouTube content first and we started just doing training vlogs and they were doing well. And then Itch Pig, who is a Melbourne-made uh, clothing brand and apparel and streetwear, they, I actually just called them out in one of the training vlogs. It wasn't a direct call out. I knew the guy was training with John Paul Kauke at the Fortress. So I knew he liked powerlifting and I knew he would have heard of us because he was training there. And, and John Paul and I, he was my first coach. Like we just got a lot of crossover. Overlap, yeah. yeah. So I knew he would have at least seen some of our stuff. So it wasn't just like, I'm just going to call this brand out. I knew we could sort of get in there. And then he was like, oh, I'll come out for a session. And then he came out and he just loved the gym. And then... A month later, he was like, oh, do you want to do a collab? And we're like, fucking Earth, we'll do a collab. So we got yeah. this collab with Itchpig. And then in my head, I was like, wow, like that's because we've put ourselves out here as a bit more of a fun environment, entertaining yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. So we're like, all right, well, that was in December. And then the leveraging of the, the training vlog became repetitive because the environment was the same. It was just us training, making yeah. the same jokes. So we're like, how do we turn this into something that's still of that vein and it was just the podcast made sense. Yeah. So yeah. that's where the podcast started. Um, and then the first few podcasts were before Christmas and they were a bit, eh, as they always are. Mm. And we've, we've just gone through the, the process of being like, how do we turn this into something that people want to lo- enjoy because it's fun, mm. but there's also a flavor of training and we can get coaches on, but then it's also just us having fun as mates yeah. because we ultimately are mates. And it's just been an evolution of that. Were you, were you pottying before that? I think you... We did eight, We did 90 episodes. Charlie and I did yeah. 90 episodes before COVID of what was called quantum lifting. Um, so we had... Charlie and I had really good experience. The other boys hadn't had too much. Yep. But uh, the biggest thing that I've wanted to do with my staff is it's a team. Like Yeah. And we project that everywhere. Mm. I make sure our social media is pretty much even across all four of us. Um, our YouTube content is pretty much even across all four of us. I, I, I try to support and grow them as much as I can because the team, I think, is stronger than any individual. Mm-hmm. goes without saying. Um, so that was... A, 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 the podcast just made sense. And the podcast has definitely been the best consistent content we've ever done yep. we're hitting audiences we never thought we could we've traveled with them where we used to travel with seminars now we're traveling with a podcast yep. we've got sponsorships to to support it and we're still losing money on the traveling part but at least softening the blow a little yeah. bit and we can yeah. and we can go and uh roll the dice really and just yep. again mm-hmm. just do things slightly different yep um and have fun along the way too like sometimes yep. you yeah, gotta absolutely you gotta have that trade-off like you know it's still fun to travel regardless of whether you might break even or even run yeah. at a small loss it's like who gets to kind of go and travel and have mad conversations yeah, meet, and hang out with cool people and stuff yeah so it's it's definitely more that we want to do like the pipe the pipe dream is to get to america and travel over there and yeah, maybe record it. like 10 apps i know it's going to cost a bomb but yeah the direction our sponsorships are going i think we could probably soften the blow pretty heavily with yeah. hopefully yeah. within the next 12 months I but imagine doing that breaking even though that would just be, yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. yeah it would be it would be absolutely mad yeah. um so that's the sort of the evolution of the potty and that's how we got to where it was. Huge influence though, like Andrew Schultz, I love looking outside the industry for um, so much. For inspiration. Again, yeah. Angus Bradley says this a lot, but it's only it's it's actually really started to make sense to me that health and fitness is quite an immature industry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the people who have had a big impact, they're still around. Like you think yeah. of like Mike Boyles, Eric Cressy's, DeFranco's and stuff. Mm. 
Yeah. They're still rolling. Yeah, like they're yeah. only 15 yeah. years old. Like the big of of the private sector health and yeah. fitness, it's still an immature yeah. and and a lot of us are still finding our ways. There's no like hardened road anywhere. So there's so many ways in which we can all win and all the different brands and companies yeah. can win and coaches can win. And I, I think the technology evolution that's been around at the same time as all of those people is crazy too. Yeah, absolutely. Like listening to DeFranco talk about selling VHSs and shit. Yeah. Like yeah. Distributing yeah. me DVDs. out of his back, yeah, yeah. back room and stuff. And it's like how fast what we've, what we do has changed. Yeah. So then to, to, to go, well, we're a young industry and it's fucking changed every five years. Like we had the, the bro era, like of, of the late nineties into two thousands. Yeah. Bodybuilding body yeah. into bro stereo. Like, yeah. influence. Then it health was evidence like based. The, the evidence based. And yeah. now it's like every single person now, like as uh, a content creator, everyone has to have a fucking yeah. high def camera, high def mics, Road like mics. subtitles. Yeah. How do we use yeah. a final cut pro? Like what's yeah. the, oh, how do you, yeah. how'd, you, how'd you do that edit? Like, it's just yeah. like, yeah. So we're just going through these, and because it is such a young industry, nobody has really paved the way in, in mm. being like, that's a really successful... Obviously, there's qualities of just being good at business and being good at creating results and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. But there's no like, this is the way. Yeah. It's, it's mm. still so open and sparse. And it, So I look out the outside the industry and I just look at all these other content creators that have been doing content, quote unquote, for 15 years. Yeah, Guys that have been on YouTube for 10, 12 years. What are they doing? How are they doing it? And... Andrew Schultz, you say, uh, from a podcast perspective, was the biggest influence for what we wanted. Yeah, we wanted group. We want inside jokes that flow along, and yeah. there's just these funny bits, so the regular listener can catch on, and it's sort of like in it, yeah. and all of that. Like we try to do that, and and there's a reason why we we love just the boy episodes. The boy we call it the boy there's, but the yeah. four of us, the four coaches, just mm-hmm. talking. Half the episode is designed to not be training talking. It's just yeah. what's yeah. going on in life. Yeah. Like what are we up to? Like yeah. what's the funny shit <laughs> going on? We used to get complaints about how long our band when it, when our first timestamp was of yeah. like the stuff we're actually going to talk about. Yeah, and we. It's same had to have that conversation like fuck that this yeah. is the best part of the podcast exactly. yeah, yeah. And, and that's the other thing <laughs> yeah. it's like when i'm when i was making all this like dry evidence base not to say the evidence base is wrong but like i just don't think everything needs to be down like the infographic route <laughs> yeah. and all of that sort of stuff yeah i just didn't enjoy what i was making yeah as opposed to these potties and these like we just did a hectic eats which was just us going to restaurants and, and fooderies yeah fooderies um, around the gym and the reason was because people do casuals at the gym and they ask where yeah. should we eat yeah oh, we'll just make a series of YouTube yeah YouTube yeah. about yeah, a steak sick. a steak sandwich joint a chicken a chicken place a, a pizza shop uh, and it was just fun and like yeah. it, it, for no other reason than we just want to make this content and just go with it there is a long term plan and you talk about like the training up and and uh, apparel line and there is definitely like there's a a motive behind yeah. this whole train that's rolling that we're not there yet. We're getting closer, but um, the crux of it is we just want to have fun, open up our culture a bit, and like get a little bit more broad sweeping, not just down the powerlifting niche, and mm. and open up and really just like become more of a all encompassing strength culture. Yeah, you guys yeah. are still creating educational content by the looks of it from the outside we it's definitely just, still do you yeah. just got that f- like the, but it's down the entertainment route as well like yeah. it's fun to watch yeah, yeah we, like, we, we not, try to do that yeah. yeah 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 so um there's always going to be i don't know if you ever you, if you ever watched mark bell in his come up did no nah, i didn't know so yeah you did so this is like 
at the start, this was like Christian Guzman had just started, Max Tuning had just started. So we're probably talking like 2012, mm-hmm. maybe even a touch earlier, 2011, 2012. Pal, uh, YouTube had only just started like bubbling. These guys were at like 10, 15,000. All these guys now have like five, six, yeah, a million months. followers on yeah. YouTube subs. Some of them even bigger. But Mark Bell's original content was just, he at the time, he called himself Fat Mark Bell. It's this Fat Mark <laughs> Bell phase. Because he was heavily powerlifting. He was squatting like 900 pounds. Like he was just a monster in the gym. Benching like 280, 290, whatever it was. Um, All shirted lifting like it was equipped lifting. But all of his original content was just him and his mates training. Just giving each other shit. Doing a set. Oh, I've hurt my pec. Like it was just like... It was just a gym session. Yeah. It's what I think so many people get into the gym for. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what you, you just train with your mates. You talk yeah. shit, you banter a bit. So we've just tried to like encompass that like in what we're doing. And yeah. I think it's starting to come off. We're definitely we've definitely made some content that hasn't hit the way we wanted it to and all of a sudden people are like you've changed blah blah blah. And like that impacts us and we're like all right, we that was too aggressive. Let's pull back there or whatever. Yeah. We're just finding our way and we're not afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty open and honest with myself and yeah publicly when when we do but um i I like the direction we're heading i think what's interesting about the age thing too something i've been kind of looking at and thinking in a different manner where not as a well fuck you've got to be this um explain the concept ben all of the people that are at the top not all of but a huge majority of them are very either very successful athletes themselves I think the fitness industry, because of its age, is still in that kind of zone. Yep. And I think the cool thing is like, um, like yourself, haven't competed for a while. Obviously, oh, yeah. Obviously, like joke is I don't even train. Yeah. <laughs> like train some like pretty elite guys. Like training Will recently yeah, yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But looking around the industry, I was like, who else does? Who else is successful in the mentoring? Not like a here's my six-figure fucking sales funnel. Yeah. Who else is successful in mentoring? And they're all fucking awesome athletes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so there's still room for people that are actually really good at it to make their, find their way to the top. And it doesn't have to be just them. And I think one of the things you said was like looking outside the industry, the biggest like game-changing stuff that we've applied that is like instant return in terms of business engagement and growth and even fulfillment for us for what we wanted to do all came outside the fitness industry it's like whether it was business coaches whether it's watching schultz whether it's i've been um curiously observing is is the way i'll term it um as logan the paul Paul. brothers paul brothers are amazing like so much shit um, thrown at them actually pay attention to what they say how they behave you know the way they build very calculated they build a narrative in the process of what it's they're 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 actual just like storytellers in a way but they find ways to uh it's like not monetize is like the dirty way to look at it but they find ways to make it so valuable so that in, people yeah. are literally just like how yeah. the fuck do yeah. i they're like they're like promoters yeah, of yeah. everything they they're say mar- they're marketing yeah. geniuses yeah. yeah so i'm not yeah. like on their youtube channel watching their stuff but i've seen him on shorts i've seen him they're on everywhere now. true geordie that kind of stuff he came in hung over and i was like i don't think you are but they, the performance you just put on for an hour made me pay so much more attention. Have you seen him do like, the wrestling WWE? I heard he no. did amazing. But He's I built seen for it. it. He's yeah. doing backflips. Like they're yeah. just like they're yeah. just. 
Yeah, he's literally doing backflips and the splits and like he's full in it. Like it's yep. it's crazy. Those two, like obviously, like you can hold them at a, a level of like, yeah, all right, they they were quote unquote dickheads and, and all of that sort of stuff. And but at the end of the day, like, and, and I actually believe this wholeheartedly. I think creators, and I would put those guys in that create, even mm. like the Addison Ray, like the TikTok, yep. um, all of those, like they're all mainly all American is what we're looking at but those yeah. creators will surpass what a celebrity was yeah 100% yeah. they will consume whatever the tw- last 20 years of like The Rock yeah. and and they will just swallow them yep. and move straight past them yeah and move product yep. way more than they like ever even have. Logan Paul's Prime Drink yeah. I don't know yeah. like they're, they're now the major sponsor of Arsenal yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's just nice. like hang on this guy's 26 yeah He's made a fucking sports drink. Yeah, four years ago, the entire world hated him. Yeah, exactly. And he still come back and yeah. And he's like these they and uh, there's more than just those two boys, but they're the ones that are probably the most well known. But uh, yeah, again, I, I the same way. Curiously, just look and observe. What are they doing? Yeah, their podcast was another one that that I I don't really watch it too much anymore. Depending on the guest, I might. Yeah, but another one that's like. It's it's a fun, entertaining, but they still have. I, I guess it is the Joe Rogan mm. sort of influence as well mm. from a podcast perspective. But yeah. I would just never switch on a podcast. It's like today we're going to be talking about yeah training volume, and I'm yeah. just like I just I'm just not gonna yeah. We I think we yeah. passed that. Yeah. There's a well. place I think there's a place we, for as it. I said we did 80 yeah. episodes, yeah. 90 episodes. Yeah, I think of- everyone's passed it uh, just in general with podcasts because yeah. it was like yeah. once podcasts people knew you could podcast. It was like, oh, this is a tremendous platform to educate people. Yeah, yeah. And then now we've moved to like, oh, I want to listen to a podcast maybe when I'm at the gym or maybe yeah. when I'm at home or, and I don't want to like learn. Like I yeah. want it to be fun and engaging or even just feel like you're in the room as well. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes I just have it on the background and it's like, you just want to feel like you're, you know, just having a laugh and yeah, kind well, of just there with the You're big on the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, which yeah, is like it. just... Just, I don't even know what that is. It's just, a, it's just four bodybuilders talking, talking shit. absolute exactly. dog yeah. shit. And, and it's yeah. hilarious. And, and I this love is it. like there's a there's a time for <laughs> pure info information driven content, yeah. Yeah. and it just doesn't have to be all the every time. time. Yeah, it's when yeah. you go to search for something that, and this is what we use our YouTube channel for. Is you say like we still make inf- information, but it's fun. It's like we we purposely make the the name of certain things what you would Except like for. SEO SEO, but it's also for us as coaches. So one of them is. Um, one of the recent ones we've done is just uh, double progression mm-hmm. and the scheme of double progression. We just did that. It was just like a hand cam of Charlie to whiteboard. It's like three minutes and whatever, but we can use that as content for when we have a new onboarding client. Hey, yeah. I just want you to watch this, mm-hmm. use this for your for your next eight weeks of progress. Like, yeah. all right, bam. Like we still make that content, but it's it's done in a way that it's not like the the crux of what we're doing. Yeah. It's just part it's, of the process of this. It's not a chin up, hey guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm talking about with the ch- yeah, every yeah. single PT. Hey guys, today every yeah. single time, like, and we're just as guilty as anyone else. But but we all go through it, and yeah. it's not to say that, like, it's yeah. I don't know. It's just our evolution. We've gone through it. We've done it for so long. It's just like that wasn't fulfilling us in the yeah. in the way that we want. At the end of the day, the only reason I'm in business is to enjoy my life, and and that's yeah. more than it's not the financial thing. It's it's to enjoy the process of. And if if I'm doing something I don't want to do, I, I'm I'm not enjoying it. I'm not putting good effort in. I'm not working as hard as I could. I'm not getting out what I could be getting out. All of that is like, why am I doing it? Yeah. Turn around, go in a direction you actually want to head, and then that will 
Sustain that will bleed you. out and, yeah. and, and actually show, oh, these guys yeah. are fun. These guys are... Yeah. And we're trying to do that. <clears throat> and yeah. to be honest, we... Let, part of it was definitely influenced by you guys. It's like, we had the conversation. I went away for my honeymoon and came back and I said to Jason, like, we're not having fun anymore. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. go do fun shit. Let's go, like, play golf with Jamie in the afternoon before a podcast. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. punch each other in the head on camera. <laughs> like, yeah. stuff that we would do back when we started PT because yeah. and this is another thing for the younger coaches coming in that do have all the cameras and stuff don't forget to don't miss out on all the fun stuff that we used to do before that was a thing we used to have this stupid ass fight club on a Friday morning <laughs> in a good life health club in the stretching area with this like eight blokes who didn't even know how to box properly shit beat the shit out of each other <laughs> and all go hilarious. home and make sure that we didn't go to sleep just in case yeah and it's like that now would be sick content and it's it's now it's like well, what can we do that would be fun we've got guys coming up from Wagga who have different skill sets like oh, let's go do something yeah, yeah. And just sit in, the, in here and like the chats are great and they're guys we like hanging out with and they're fun but it's like well how can we go to another level how can we introduce Still training flavor, like, the, like you said, the joke is you don't train, so we go play golf. Yeah, exactly. but find the thing that you like to do. Um, Hot sauce. Yeah, like, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like whatever it is, it's just yeah. fun, enjoyment, just all of it. It, it just yeah. matters so much. It matters fulfillment for your career and your progression. But I, I think people can tell looking in as well it's yeah. like this is fake or this is not yeah. yeah they're not the energy's not there yeah or it's just boring this is boring yeah. like don't be afraid to be like I'm just making boring content I need to change this thing up yeah. a little bit like and again it's just our journey and not to say for those listening if you are young not to say that you're doing something wrong it's just like find ways to just have fun with what you're doing yeah yeah. isn't it interesting too like your pre-social media too with your coaching yeah the person that was the busiest in the gym pre-social media was the fun guy this is so funny so we do in-house internships that are um even in and of themselves going through an evolution just with our model that's changed but um jamie b buzz who he's got a bit of a not a cult following but he's got a bunch of people that just love him for who he is and the 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 very like greek inspired (laughs) humor that he has and he talks about like the old days of bo- just just him and his mannerisms and personality. He's just very funny and very likable, incredibly likable. So many people are just like, we love booze, more booze, more booze, more booze. But he tells our interns, first day of every internship, the most important quality for your success as a personal trainer is your ability to shit talk with a client. Yeah, hundred percent. That is it. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's your ability yeah. to 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 take their mind off training. training. Yeah. And to enjoy the process of coming to the gym, seeing a smile, all mm. of that is the most important quality. Whether you're on an in, uh, you're running an online service or an in-person service, it doesn't matter. It's the the process of uh, taking a client from where they are to where they want to be, but enjoying the process so they yeah. stick with it. Yeah. And Rather feeling, than it's feeling an, comfortable. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Rather yeah. than it's an uphill battle of you got to hit this metric and blah blah blah, it, mm. all of that stuff very quickly just washes away. Yeah. When you're just enjoying the process, you're pushing hard, you're training mm. hard, you're enjoying it. You want to you want to push harder. All of that, like yeah. it's just. And you get the similar type of type of people as us. Of like, they are driven by yeah, but tell me the sets and reps, and tell me the intensity. Yeah, and there's tell time the where that comes. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but we have the like you hear PTs that are like that always say, oh, this fucking shit PT in my gym has... It's like, 
yeah. whiteboard, whatever. And it's like, yes, what I agree. What are they doing right? But yeah. why are they busier than you? Something's working. Yeah. It's like, yeah. there's it, And everyone has yeah. the same experience. Yeah. It's the one guy that, yeah, literally has fun, that can shit talk, that will just go up and speak to 20 new people in, in a one-hour shift and yeah. just go and yeah. quite network, lead gen, whatever you want to call it. But it's yeah. the, they, they might not be actively consciously doing it but it's they're making the environment want they want to be there yeah 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 we look at that as like a one of the traits if we were to bring on staff even when we were hiring Absolutely. trainers for the gym it was like you can teach the the sets the reps the the hard skills it's like the soft skills like that kind of sometimes just come naturally mm. so if you can just walk up to someone and have a conversation with them they're like you're going to be absolutely you're going to go far you know yeah. and if you give a shit because they mm. there's there's being able to talk to someone and like kind of just faking it a little bit yeah like the whole high five guy yeah like, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah but um if you can like give a shit and have a mad conversation with just anybody it's like you're going to just go so far yeah yeah we we feel it with our interns they come in and within two or three weeks the the longer term members will you, you you ask, oh, how are the interns going? And if they say a few names, yeah. they're the ones to watch. Yeah. It's the, it's the like, oh, that other guy. Like it's like they've already missed the boat. They're yeah. three weeks in or whatever. And that yeah. our longest serving clients and members who have been with us for three or four years, you haven't interacted with. Yeah, yeah. it's like, well, hang on, something's happened here. Like yeah. It's, yeah, it's always the ones that are well known that are talking that are getting it's around. Okay. It's like they're the ones to watch. Yeah, they're the ones that are going to go and make an impact and and probably grow to to actually something worthwhile mm. yeah rather than just the typical churn that we we, we all see i guess but yeah it, it's really important and that's just what we've bled into content at the end of the day and that's what mm. that's why the podcast is the way it is and initially it may have looked from the outside i know we we not not to say we copped it but we definitely got like hey guys hope you are enjoying this week's episode if you are please remember to like share and subscribe don't forget to head to the website where we have all our free resources gifts products services and merch for you guys to enjoy all right let's head back to the episode yeah i was curious about that so like how'd you deal with the you've changed stuff so we had a few members leave well yeah when um so this is something else that we've done that we've now spun a little bit away from we purposely went our social media strategy to no client focus. Mm. Yeah. It was just the four of us. It was a it was a decision we made. We had a meeting and we're like, how can we change this a little bit? Um, and we're just like, what will happen if we just stop talking about our client results and just talk about our training, our experience, yeah. us growing, whatever we're doing in behind the business and all of that sort of stuff. And we just thought we just let it run and we're just like, we'll see what happens with this. So we just stopped posting clients. We stopped sharing client things on our stories and we just went full strength culture mode. It's just, we are strength culture. Mm. And and again, I look at even just like a Mark Bell, someone like yeah. that. I know he's not an online coach, but I know that if he was at any point to be like, I'm now doing coaching, he'd have not just the, the amount of followers, but he'd have a line of people that would just be like, I want Mark Bell to coach me. I want yeah. those guys to coach me. I want that person. So, and again, they don't talk about individual cha- changes and things that they're doing. They just talk about the process and they express the values that are required to make changes. Mm. So we're like, all right, let's just do that. The four of us, all we'll do on the main page is talk about us, our training, our process, the things we enjoy, what we're learning about and all of that. And we just ran with it. And we actually ran with it for six months all through. We grew. I don't think we grew at the rate we wanted to grow or the, but the brand and you say you're the best, biggest coaching brand in your, in your experience. Our brand has like tripled. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel it. Yeah. Like our, all our socials are up like significantly. Mm-hmm. We're now getting sponsorship opportunities. Like there's all these other things that have happened 
which are really cool byproducts and that's great but was it worthwhile from like a coaching perspective maybe not so now we're flaring back in a little bit more client centered yeah. but we're going to do it in our own way or like little mini vlogs on instagram and you'll see it start to change a little bit again um but yep. like we purposely make these decisions to just see and yep. we in that process we had we had a few clients be like you've changed you've gone all ego blah 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 and we're like we're trying something yeah Obviously, you don't fit in with us and they, they move on and that's fine. Go, yeah. and, and, and that's fine. It's never good when a relationship... For what of, it's worth, I definitely didn't see ego yeah. through any of it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Some people just have... Yeah. It's just one of those things Perception. when people when people begin to change or whatever... Like it doesn't you, align you, with them. Yeah, you want to hold back the direction it was going because it was important for you. But yeah. ultimately, businesses evolve and grow. Even yeah, our yeah. transition from in-person coaching to really just an on, online... We lost members through that transition, but we know long-term the online thing needs yeah. to be the crux yeah, of what of we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. At, why, at why build a layer. massive YouTube channel to fill the gym that's already full? Yeah, We've it's just like a, yeah. at every layer, it just makes more sense to grow online. So, yeah, um, so, yeah, so there, that, that would be one thing. But how do we deal with those things? Uh, I, I just always come back with we're just evolving. Yeah. We're growing. Let's just see what happens. If at any point we need a change, we can make a change. We're a small team. We don't have to go to managers and all this sort of stuff to be like, ah, stop that. Yeah. Don't yeah. post that content. Like pull back, change. We could change within a week if we wanted to. So yeah. it was just like, I've always just gone from that. We're just seeing what happens. Yeah. With seeing everything we do. Yeah. Everything we do. Like, yeah, there's a plan. And this is training, like a training metaphor. There's a top-down plan that you would set, but also there needs to be a bottoms-up strategy of day-to-day, week-to-week, what's actually changing, yeah. more focus here, less here, more volume, whatever. It's just the same with the business. It's like, yeah, we've got a plan. We want to get there, but let's just see what happens. In the, it's just yeah. navigating yeah. small business, yeah, entrepreneurship, exactly. right? Yeah. Just trying something out and seeing if it hits. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think that that word gets thrown around a lot, but this stuff is entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's yeah. like, let's throw some mud in a direction that we think the wall's sticky yeah. and let's see. And see, that's literally <laughs> what the last, since we, since we moved. Yeah. Uh, but the good, yeah, the good thing is that we're at a mature point in the business, like we're five and a half years in. Mm. So, um, I think we, we have a level uh, of sort of stability in what we offer and do and all of that sort of stuff that I, I don't take think those chances yeah, we can we can take a few extra risks yeah, like yeah. I got a bit more capital to, yeah. to, to splash on a potty studio yeah. and make yeah. it a little bit better or whatever like I can do a little bit more from yeah. that sense so um, I'm not too worried about it in, yeah. in in the long but again I don't think we're doing anything that's going to tarnish it, anything it's just we're just yeah. trying something different yeah. it just comes back to that same that same thing it's just we want to do things slightly different was yeah. the we want to differentiate? Was the gym move? Did that just like coincide with the shift just by you know circumstance? Or I think it was guys- COVID. It coincided with COVID, and the two years of COVID yeah made me realize the direction we're going yeah is not fulfilling. Yeah, mm. I'm sitting in front of, I'm making heavily science anatomy yeah. physiology stuff. I don't want to do this. I don't want to teach this anymore. I burnt myself out with teaching. Um, from a mentoring role. Um, even I don't think the staff, I think they were sort of on that journey because I was pushing yeah. so aggressively. Yep. So it was more COVID and then yeah, it's time. It, it all just sort of unfolded in the same, but I think it was more COVID than the yep. shift. Yep. But then coming out into the new facility, it was just like, what can we do differently here? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. saw Eugene Teo's gym tour. Yeah. And he's talking about... I've got my fucking ceiling covered in foam so I can record and better content. I'm like, 
how do I do this? And yeah. yeah. Well, we got a member who could source the stuff at a better price for yep. us. <laughs> my, old, my old man is a, a, a wizard of a, a ex-builder, carpenter, yep. just the handiest it's The handiest father, man. The handiest yeah. man of all handymen. Yeah, it's yeah. good to have. So he put a shit ton of work into the renovation of the place. We, we, we purposely made the facility different. Yeah. Yep. The lighting's different. We've got down lights in the gym. Like yeah. it's yeah, yeah. we've got a huge logo that's illuminated by lights off a off a steel mesh wall that's coming off the yeah. like everything about it. It's not exactly where we want it to be. Like we still want to do more with it, but Yeah. But it's bigger than a warehouse. But yeah, you you walk in it and it's like, Holy shit, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, like yeah. this is not a normal gym. And we we get it we get it a lot from uh, just like random people. So the guy who moved all our equipment in, he's like, I've been doing this job for 15 years and I've never seen something like this. Yeah. Like just yeah, him. Just, and it's just like yeah. unreal. Like yeah, that's yeah. what we, like it's it's just different. Yeah. yeah. What can we do slightly different so that we just, not that we stand out or pop out. It's just like, oh, what are they doing? Everyone's just like, oh, let's just keep an eye on strength culture. What are they doing? What are they up to? Yeah. Oh, where are they going now? Oh, they made another shift. What, what's that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we can... Yeah, it's a Kyle, Kyle Trainer taught me the differentiating sort of thing. But you look at any any successful business, they all or any successful content or whatever. There's something in it that's different. Yeah, it's just it's not run of the mill. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. Even for you guys, but even industry wide, how quick things changed during COVID. Yeah, like how much that the online thing became a thing the everyone's a content creator now the content more than anything yeah yeah do you did you have a target audience that you were like this is the people you're speaking to because from the outside looking in it looks like you didn't actually even think about that you just thought about what you guys want to do and just be yourselves on camera we purposely brought it down a level mm. um so we used to try to get educated lifters, the people that want to learn the sets and reps and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because um, uh, that was just sort of the the content. Oh, at the end of the day, the message you put out is going to be consumed, or it's not even consumed. The message and the words the and the vocab you use closes people off. It yeah. constrains yeah. who can consume your mm-hmm. your content. So you're going to get a funnel of a certain type of person through. Yeah. And when you go through the evidence-based science route, you get a very tight, a specific personality that comes yeah, through the funnel, 100%. So that was what we actually used to try to do. We're like, we want to catch these more educated, we just call them educated lifters. They're mm-hmm. not They're not more senior or professional or mature. Yeah, yeah. It's just that the people that care about the education... And I think by doing that, I think we closed off a large portion of just the general trainer. Yeah. People, and, and this is why we, it's like we want to become more just strength culture. It's just general strength training. So we purposely came down a level. Yep. And we started, there's no jargon anymore. Like we purposely steer conversations away from jargon. Like we want it just yeah. to be more general, more fun, more just all of that sort of stuff to catch up. So we have done that on purpose. Yeah. And... From the outside, it may look like oh, it, we just sort of fumbled into it, but it, it's not. The long-term business play, the coaches are nearly at capacity, mm-hmm. um, and the metrics that we use for capacity. Um, so, uh, from my position, I've pretty much stepped back from coaching. I'm, I'm now in like content mentoring and all of that sort of stuff, and just business direction and management. The 
for me to I think get the most out of who the who we have as a staff, it's what do you guys want to do long term? Yeah. Mm. And long term, I don't think everybody wants to be a coach for the rest of their days. Some people yeah. do, but I think once you've done 10, 15 years of this thing, I'm I'm in year 11 now. Yeah. For myself, I was like, I can't be, I don't really want to coach anymore. I just don't. I'm lucky that I've got this business to push and all that sort of stuff. So we want to open up different options for, yeah. for to add layers to what we're offering. Um, so we have a couple of strong revenue streams being coaching, the gym. We're starting to open this sponsorship thing, but it's like, how do we position ourselves so we can open up even more yeah i call them tier one options which is just heavily scalable options so training app is about as as scalable as you can get and then apparel as well so they're going to be the two things that we're going to push for so by opening up a more general the the end goal is that we can create two big revenue streams so we can pull back on coaching a little bit and not have to hire more coaches i don't want more staff and more coaches i just i don't know i love the team we have yeah i love it i've gone back and forth with that so many times but and that's the the train that's pushing the change Mm. is this idea of we want to get the brand to a point where we can diversify what we offer that's not just coaching yeah and it's it's um layla and what's her husband's name oh mozzie alex yeah alex i love them yeah they are Unreal. I've, I don't think Putting I've out, seen... Like, the greatest content at the moment. It's I don't think I've seen fire. a clip from Layla that I'm not like, fuck. Yeah. And, and some of them are like, oh, that really hurts my feelings because I did that. <laughs> like, oh, the biggest mistake I ever made was this. And I'm like, oh, I just did that for two years. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, they're... Yeah. Incredible. Killing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Again, observe. Watch. Observe it. Yeah. So, yeah. listening to them talk, like the challenge of scaling a service and it's something that we've done like we've scaled to 15 trainers at different times and tried to keep everyone for long periods and build this enormous team we've outsourced parts of the business to people and it's failed and it's like stepping back at it now we're sort of in the same thing it's like the people in this room this is it for now this is who is like we know we're going to show up next week and we're going to continue to show up next year year after that year after that so it's like what can we do as a brand as a business as a whatever what pathways can we go down to make this thing happen Mm. um and i think too many trainers now it's like they don't think beyond just coaching people and and them talking about like being able to scale a service is so challenging and it depends on getting talent. It's 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 talent. They call it world class talent. Yeah. The only way you're going to win long term by scaling in that way is retaining somebody who's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that is That's tough. So hard and to do. Yeah. With, you're going to run out of capital. You won't margins. be able to pay him. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to pay him. Yeah. And at, at some point, they're going to be like, I could. I, I could, could do this on my own. I can yeah. do. Yeah. When an online trainer can make three, four grand a week by themselves. Yeah. Are you going to go to them and say like, give me some of that and do this for us? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, really tough yeah um so and that's what i mean when i say like the decisions that we make moving forward now it's not me anymore Mm. it's like i know this staff and this group that i have for us it's four of us and then donnie is our media guy but he's just as much part of our business now um as the the four coaches it's how do we win long term yeah so it's no longer like we're just going to chase clients it's like at some point we need to pull back on the lead gen a little bit so let's let's take 12 months and not focus on lead gen for 12 months and see if we can slam a whole new door 
open yeah, yeah, and yeah. just fucking run through that door. Mm. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. We're trying to open up a whole new avenue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We're, we're looking, I guess, in a similar vein, but I think the cool thing about where we've gone with the learning side of the business is there's so much shit. There's so much in like, it's not just sets and wraps and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's identifying a target market. It's everyone now wants to know how to be a content creator. Everyone wants to know how to set up a brand or whatever. Yeah, There's so many elements. And then it's like, as soon as we send someone to somewhere else, it's like, how do we do that? Yeah. Like, why Why are we sending people to Fiverr for that? We need someone to in, in-house that we can do that so we can start to build this thing out. Same kind of thing. Because like, yeah. a media business is scalable. All of, yeah. Uh, a, Without more people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just more, or more even laboured hours. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But more people, but not like one strange trust yeah. people. Like, like yeah. we can bring in other people they to do, do the, the work, yeah. but they're in as contractors or whatever. Yeah. But they're not the heart of the of the business. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a fascinating kind of stage, I assume, with your career and with us as well. It's like okay, whiteboard out. Where can this actually? Kind yeah. Of where land? are we? Yeah. 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 Inside the and again, space. it's the there's the flag that we're trying to get to, but the process that we get there, and I'm sure you guys have made mistakes along the way, but like Oops. just a few. <laughs> yeah, like even just some some of those content pieces that haven't hit, and we know we've pissed people off with certain certain comments or whatever. Yeah, that it's that's just us trying to find a, oh mm. we can't go that way anymore. Like we need to pull back from that and go that way. It's just like. But the same thing happens with everything. Sometimes you make a poor hire and it's like, oh, that's not the right way I got to go. Let's change yeah. that and let's double down on this and go in that direction. Like you're just trying to fumble your way through a, a maze that ultimately has no end. But yeah. um, at least you sort of know the direction you're trying to yeah. move. Yeah. So it's been a big... Yeah, the last 12 months, like how's culture? That's That's the last... Since we've changed, since we moved, it's been a big shift in what yeah. we're trying to do. And I think it's been... I think it's cool, man. It's brave. Yeah. yeah. That that yeah. if I was going to use a word to describe it, it's brave, and I yeah. think it's fucking cool. We need more of it. Yeah. I think we definitely haven't worked it out yet. But I has anyone? Do you reckon? Oh, oh, they're definitely there's a couple. Yeah. We're talking about them when we're playing golf. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The but one I feel like they got there doing the same thing. They would. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the one in Australia is Eugene Teo. I look at Eugene yeah. Teo, and I just. I, when you think about differentiated a differentiated coach, yeah, he's been in it for 10, 12, making content since I think 2008 on yeah. Facebook. I think that's what he put up the other day. Yeah, 12 years, sorry, 2010. Um, so obviously he's been in it for such a long time, but also you, you look at him and you're just like, this. there's no one like this guy. Yeah. There's no one like... Th-. The other one would be James Smith PT. Yeah. Yeah. He's done it as well, yeah. using yeah. tone and language more than anything else. Content is... Face to cam. Now, like he's, now he's basically an author. Yeah, he's fucking killing. Yeah, like it, it's just like <laughs> it's wild TED talks and shit. But like, how did he get there? He differentiated his message, yeah. and the the vehicle that differentiated him was just message and tone. Mm. It was the words he used and the way he approached it. His language is what differentiated yeah. him. His content was nothing. It was just face to cam. Pick a yeah. topic call someone out that's, <laughs> that's so far out of the industry that they're never going to get to it like yeah. some famous person selling a fit pot or whatever the fuck they, they yeah. have in the UK but again the differentiated 
strategy that he took was language and message. The differentiated strategy that Eugene Teo took, I think, is like content, the quality of content, yeah. the consistency of the content, and how good the the the, the production, the, everything. just all of it is that it's not dry consuming mm. it. It's like this is actually like well thought out. Yeah, it's not just like here are the numbers. It's like yeah. the way he. And he's done that for so long. And then you look at it where he is now, it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what is, that's that's the observation. It comes back to that word, differentiated. How can you slightly tweak what has already been done in your own flavor, have fun with it and run with that. That's the goal. Yeah. We ran a seminar with the uh, Performance Hub boys a few weeks ago now. Uh, Max opened his presentation with best is subjective, only is clear. So in your gym, be the only person that his message at the time was like the only person that can do this. So the the presentation we did was bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. So it's like if you, there's not many, especially particularly in a big box. I think even guys coming from S and C, exercise science, all that kind of stuff, suck at bodybuilding. It's great at athletic development, and then because of that, they're okay strength coaches. And then the guys usually coming through the Cert 4 route, typically are pretty good at body composition, no idea about S&C, a little bit of strength maybe. Yeah. So it's like, if you're the guy in the gym that can do all of it, you're on. Yeah. And you're going to be booked out in that gym. This conversation is like, what? how do we go from booked out in the gym to a brand? Yeah. And making, it's the yeah. same thought. It's like, how do you, what are you able to do that you're the only one? Yeah. Mm. And I know like the conversations we have, every single consult I get on is like, mate, I've had 50 fucking business coaches inbox me with their click funnel. I'll make you a hundred grand in 12 weeks yeah. or whatever, but you guys are just real and just say how it is. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so we're at the moment, as far as we can see to the level of depth that we go business wise we're the only ones doing that. Differentiate it. So let's yeah. fucking hammer it. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's for a PT that's listening that might be in their first couple of years, it's like, well, I'm not Jamie Strength, Jamie Smith and I'm not strength culture. It's like, okay, what can you do in your environment to be the only one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, and even when, when I look back at like our early days, we were doing differentiated things. Like we... Like the original content that we were making was like heavily anatomy and like PRI now gets a fucking mm. bad bad taste when people say it. But we sort of brought PRI to strength training in Australia. I, I, I would say that. We were the only ones that had done the courses and we were making content around it and people were interested in the anatomy side of things that we were... So that was the differentiated piece and, and that worked for us for so long. And then that became more mainstream and everyone started talking about it and all of a sudden it was like that's not hitting anymore. And the reason is, is because it's no longer differentiated. Yeah. So like when you look at even at, at your content and like, why is my engagement shit? It's because it's getting, f and this was Sabri Subri. Uh, I don't know how, if I've said that name, but Sabri, I think is the, the owner of King Kong, yeah. which is like the fastest growing media company in Australia or maybe even the world. Um, and, and he said, he's like, you're competing with tits and ass. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. on social media, yeah. like, your engagement if you don't offer something that's different to everyone else in your industry and, and whatever like you're just going to get swallowed by all of this other high engagement stuff yeah. like you've got to offer something a little bit different and that's where the quality of social media has driven and everyone's now a content creator but in that quality drive there still needs to be differentiated strategies a James, message, yeah. yeah 
a message or, or language or tone or the the way you present yourself. The however, there's something, but the, all the ones you see winning are differentiated. Mm. Remember our uh, posters in the gym? Yeah, we it was four of us as a team at Good Life in Point Cook, and we started just putting shit up. So it was just like, here's how to correct your deadlift form. Here's how to squat properly. And then we made little cards for every piece of equipment in the gym yeah. and just stuck it on with our brand. Like when you, when you use the line leg curl, make sure your hips are pressed into the bench and shit like that. Yeah. And the, I think the state manager came through and was like, all of this needs to come down. <laughs> and we're like, why? And they're like, well, no one else is doing it. And we're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the point. That's why we're doing it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, no, but you make them look bad. And then he yeah. sort of went back and forth. It was like, but they, we were like, oh, we'll get, everyone has a week. We all get to put up our content. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, yeah, but the others won't do it. Fuck. Yeah. But that, yeah. even since then, it's like, how do you, how do you stand out stand from out. the people yeah. around you? Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's got cap cut now. Yeah. Everyone can do auto captions. Everyone can color their text. So I think that wave even in the last yeah, and that's the three thing months is like everyone's already got it so the the actual content now yeah. like we used to go to like um, the Arnold's and stuff like that and get stopped and be like oh you're the STC fit guys like your videos are fucking awesome they're so edited so well it looks so professional blah 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 and it's like now everyone's got that shit yeah, yeah. so it's like okay now we have to go to another level because not everyone's got a tan, but everyone can buy the stuff. Absolutely. It's, it's all out there, yeah. And you can teach yourself. You can teach yourself in any way, yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. The growth will... We'll see. Do you We're have just any, running a case study. Do you have any predictions the of the next five years where the fitness industry goes? Um, I think everyone will have an app. Mm. Yeah. I think everyone will have an app. We should um, finish ours soon. <laughs> there's a few the wireframes the there wireframes there <laughs> we just gotta get it built <laughs> yeah the um I think everyone will have an app and even look like JPS so I think have just launched theirs yeah uh, in a public setting mm-hmm. uh the compound boys from from uh America they've now got theirs that they're running yeah so I think there'll be a few that pop up even my strength book is the one that we're going to roll with. I think most people will have something similar to that. Yeah. Uh, whether they've created themselves because they've got the resources, capital and desire to do that or whether they just use a white label, I think everyone will have an app. Mm-hmm. Um, technology will continue to probably move and and that will just feed into that. I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing. I, but I'll tell you what won't change is the... Getting somebody to enjoy the process of training will still be the number one, the yeah. trump card. Yeah, if you can, if you can help twenty people enjoy training and they become your clients, you'll keep them. If you yeah. can get, mm. and then scale that to if you can get two hundred people to enjoy training, yeah, you'll keep them. If you can get, then you go to an app and you go to like where we're at now. If we can get two thousand people to enjoy training. Yeah. What does that look like? Mm. Then you go to someone like a Eugene Teo. If he can get 500,000 people yeah. to enjoy training. James Smith, a million people to enjoy training. Like I think the enjoy training and the enjoy the process is still the, mm. the, the crux of what we do. Yeah. We get results, yeah, but everyone can get a result. Yeah. It's how do you, how do you enjoy the process of getting the result? Mm. So they continue and they, that won't change. Double yeah. down on that. Mm. Yeah. So I do want to talk about last time you were on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it came up in a recent podcast of yours <laughs> with Big Jordan Shallow, hashtag the muscle doc. So the king. That was it. It was an interesting sort of thing. So from my memory, 
you basically came out with this concept of like we're overcomplicating everything. This was the start of my transition. Yeah. This was actually the the start of my transition. Um, yeah. And it was about like... Stability. Yeah. If you, if you want to get better at something, just do the thing. Just do the thing. The message, it's technique. Right? We're talking about technique. Yeah. Obviously... And your arm has stopped shaking because you got better at the technique. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you didn't... Your, your shoulder didn't get sucked in and yeah anatomy doesn't work like that yeah and i'm still i'm still double down on that and i'll have an yeah. argument with anyone about it but, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah so i saw that and then i saw jordan and went these two need to have a discussion and it needs to be recorded so we put that together and we were laughing about it while we we're playing golf that jordan just seemed to come in ready seemed to come in ready to be like okay let's let's go go down this rabbit hole and, f- and figure it out um but i was stunned and at first I had to I messaged you straight away I was like fuck did I because you after said, I put it out yeah, yeah, yeah you said to Jordan that you sort of felt I apologised to him yeah yeah um, which obviously didn't need an apology from his perspective but um, that was at the yeah we, we, at, at, we have the context now for me to to make that those posts I made three Instagram posts and I thought by making Instagram posts challenging the idea of stability and I made them specifically so that I could hopefully change Jordan's mind on stability yeah that's brave he's got a trademark (laughs) mobility stability it's in it's inbred and entwined in everything he does but 26 or 27 year old me is like I reckon I could change I'm going to get him. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to get, get him. I'm going to save him. I'm going to get him with some text posts. Here we go. And they went, they, they got they got out there. Obviously, it got out there to a point where we, you guys were like, oh, maybe we put these guys together and see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's funny. But um, I thought I had burnt the bridge with Jordan, 100%. Yep. I thought yeah. for sure that Somebody I look up to and admire, and I still think is—I call him the new age goat. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. think there's yeah, 100%. there's people that came before that you'll never pass because yeah. they've just trailblazed and yeah, and and all that. But in terms of this era, mm. this last ten years of what's mm. going on, yeah, Jordan Shallow is from strength and conditioning or strength training so far ahead of everyone else. It's not yeah. funny. It's yeah. like if you're under twenty five now, you think LeBron's the best. Yeah, or like 30. That's, I still that's... think he's the best. <laughs> um, so I was like, man, I've burnt the bridge with Jordan. Somebody I look up to, somebody I admire. I, I He had run a seminar at our gym and I was like, why have I done this? <laughs> but from his perspective, he's, but again, it's like, why, why would he change? Like, it, yeah. it's not, yeah. And I think the crux of the whole conversation is that there's different, at the end of the day, we're just talking about fucking semantics there's different yeah. fucking names mm. for what we're all talking about it's how you yeah. define things too yeah. we're just trying to differentiate our yeah. vocabulary so that yeah. we can sell shit probably like, moving people in the same direction yeah, that you exactly. actually think about yeah. It. Yeah. yeah something that shattered my brain at the time was thomas lily said there is no definition for technique so it's like we actually have to in our content be like this is how we define techniques when we say technique it means this yeah so to have that discussion everybody has to agree yeah what stability means what technique means what like if everyone's not on the same as we had max come on and say that like um basically if you're not a high paid a high paid sports person you're not an athlete you're gen pop and a lot of people got a bit upset about it but it's like how you define that word can change this whole conversation yeah, yeah. Um, but the, yeah listening 
I haven't listened to the podcast pretty much since it came out. I listened back to it because I was like, did that get... Because it felt a bit <laughs> clunky at the end. Um, but it didn't this- get anywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't going to get anywhere yeah. because yeah. he is amazing at what he does and he yeah. has his system and he has his model and it works mm. and it works for Gen Pop. It works for yeah. the elite of the elite that he can't even talk about helping those people because yeah. Yeah. they're on contracts. Yeah, and that's right. It's yeah. worked the whole way through. It works for everybody that, that has gone through his systems. Like it works. Yeah. It's just a, a word and we're just debating a word. Mm. Like yeah. it's. But I don't think anyone came off negatively yeah overall in that it's going so out that's good life. I'm glad I'm, so I messaged Jamie straight away I'm like fuck I hope I didn't like create this anxiety that you had afterwards and then you were like no nah, it was still a highlight to debate yeah I sent me debate Jordan I was like well I'm taking full credit then yeah. <laughs> it was still a cool moment 100% yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the start of my pivot into why am I running down this route of like yeah this yeah, and well, that was part of the whole transition for me. I was like, "What am I doing? What yeah. am I? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of these people. I'm not. I'm never going to be a." And I actually say this in my mentorship now. I say, "If you want to learn biomechanics, I can point you in the direction of the people that I think are the right people to learn mm. from. But I'm not the person to teach you biomechanics. I'm not a biomechanist. I've yeah, never studied yeah. biomechanics. I've never done any of that. It's not me. Yeah, I yeah. can help you with my experience as a strength coach and now more of a business owner." brand development and all of that yep. sort of stuff this is what I'm talking about now it's yep. my experience and what was important for me Yeah, I'm not talking about actinomycin and the calcium comes in and it disperses and if we're lacking this we're gonna this fatigue it's like that doesn't change the results that any of my people got yeah. across mm. all the staff and my staff and what the results they've got what mattered for us was creating an environment where people wanted to be at actually having a model that we can come back to and principle driven Mm -hmm. rather than this like technical science driven stuff. It's just like, this is the strategy we use and we use it until it needs to change. Yeah. And then we modify and then we blah, blah, blah. So that's what I'm doing now. And I'm I'm much, I'm in the middle of uh, an online mentorship. I took, I did three of them in the old thing, burnt myself out for 18 months, took a break and I've come back and I'm actually feel regenerate, like rejuvenated, rejuvenated from this current one. Because I feel like, like woo-woo spiritual, I'm in alignment with who the type of things I should be educating on mm. rather than these other things where it's like, yeah, I can do that. But you can just read a physiology textbook if you really want to. Yeah. yeah. Like if, yeah. Go shout, on, yeah. Shout out to the For Dummies uh, series. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. Physiology I'm, sure, for I'm sure there would yeah. be a physiology anatomy for dummies. Yeah, and it would probably destroy. It's great. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's worded very well. Yeah, <laughs> and it would probably would destroy majority of the short courses and stuff of people. Yeah, like it just yeah, just wasn't for me anymore. It's so funny. I remember having a conversation with you. I reckon it was at Will and Dean's seminar. Yeah, at the old gym. Yeah, and you were like, oh, I'm thinking about maybe going to study physio and. Do that, going to go down that route yeah. and then to see where you are now. It's yeah. just like... It's, I was very close to doing that. Yeah. Um, but that was a, a a disguise of me no longer wanting to coach. Yeah. yeah. It was I wrapped up pathway. in... It was wrapped up in me losing passion for coaching. Yep. Uh, and it was almost like... Well, what do you Fuck, do now? What else do I do? Mm. Yeah. Like I can hide it by going back to study and go and study more yeah. where mm. I, I just needed to be honest with the people that were important and just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I need yeah. to find a way that I can move away from this and continue to grow what I'm growing. And that was a, a, a pretty long period for me, but 
that's what that was. Yeah. How do you feel about coaching now? I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the polar opposite end yeah. of you by the sound of it I love it so much yeah it's so like almost like I like well, I left the gym because we were going to open ours and then it kind of didn't work out because of the pandemic and stuff but it's like I'd still be PT yeah yeah yeah. just I wouldn't do as much of it but I fucking love it yeah yeah. yeah. everyone's right. different I had someone yeah. a client went from weekly to fortnightly and for a few months and then sent me a message and this is me being very vulnerable guys sent me a message that said hey is there any difference between your weekly service and your fortnightly service like do i get less and i was like you shouldn't it's just less frequent yeah i'm like why does it feel like you are and she's like yeah it's not the same man like my stomach dropped out of my ass i was like holy fuck like a client for a client to say that yeah. like thank you so much to her because she has it's not like she's been around for years and years um to actually say it and i was like I think I was in your position and I'd even said to people, this is my last year of coach. Mm. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm done with this. I left powerlifting, went into a different training style, started to attract people who had different training styles and wanted to train for purpose and fun and enjoyment and all of that. And all of a sudden it was just like, just reignited. <laughs> yeah. like now I'm like, fuck, give me 40 clients. Let's do yeah. it. Like I'm in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can see, my biggest thing now is I can see the, as things become more successful, the business needs me more. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, you got to keep, almost keep a lid on the coaching stuff a little bit. We only have so much resource. Yeah. yeah. So you're not, one's getting taken away from the other, that kind of yeah. stuff. It's hard to balance. Yeah. I know that if I continued, if just say I never lost the, the passion for it, but if I continued to coach, we probably would be bigger, I would say, because I would be making, uh, in terms of just like my own impact as a coach, but I've put all of that resource into now just trying to build this business Mm. and diversify the business and all of that. And I think long-term we'd probably be bigger now in terms of just like revenue and, and, and all of that sort of stuff. But I think long-term the success of what we want to do, what you're saying, it's just like at some point this thing begins to tip. ceiling's probably higher. Yeah. Working long term. At least maybe I'm just telling myself that. But I think it... I I honestly think that that would be... in Yeah, in five years, it's it's only really been 18 months that I've made the shift properly yeah i think in five years i'll look back and be like i think i've made the right i made the right call there yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah i I look at our stuff and i look at okay what's the three to five year plan and it's the same it's like i think that that my energy is way better spent going in that direction so it's like enough coaching to fulfill that part of it and obviously like keep the skill set and and all of that sort of stuff yeah. yeah and i think it made me a better educator um, one other thing I did was just open a few face-to-face sessions yeah. just out of my garage, and it just like, just that fire again of being in the in the gym, and I think that's another part of it too is we're online all the time. Yeah, it's, we don't have a gym to go to, we don't have a community. Yeah. Human to hang connection out with. is. So like, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think once we open a facility, that would probably change. Are you boys going to do that still? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's Off still count. on. It's not if, <laughs> or not if, but when. Yeah, right. yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I guess the the to be because a lot obviously we get asked that question all of the time. The only thing that's probably stopping us and that has stopped us was one obviously during lockdowns it was a no brainer. Team shrunk, things changed during that. But right now, we don't want to be required to work in the gym. Yeah. 
So if if you want to buy another job, if opening yeah, 100%, if yeah. opening a gym means we have to work in it thirty hours a week, it everything, everything else, else falls apart. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we want to have a facility similar to what you have. That this is HQ. There's gym memberships. It supports the whole thing. Yeah. It, don't, it doesn't become the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we're at. Yeah, yeah, and there's exactly. training, but there's four other revenue streams that exist out of that yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. that's smart. Yeah, so yeah. especially when you've got such a, a positive impact happening elsewhere, that you may as well just continue to let run. And, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Um, people have asked us, it's like, um, oh, would you open another one or whatever? Or like go bigger and all of that Friends sort of stuff. Guys, yeah. But the the question always comes back to you need staff that you can rely on because mm-hmm. the same position you guys are in in order to scale and go in that direction you need to have people that you can trust and run it if you guys don't want to do it mm-hmm. it's the same thing with opening a second gym it's just like for me to open another gym I have to find three staff members that I trust 100% yeah. am I at a point where I want to develop and build three staff three members or even think we have the capacity to grow three mm-hmm. staff members no I'm not so fuck yeah. no I'm not opening another gym yeah. Yeah. I need to diversify other areas and grow other revenue streams that the team currently can do. Yeah. And then maybe there might be a threshold where it's like, fuck, we need someone else. How wild is Thomas Lilly's model right now? Oh, man. What's Maybe. he up to? Double, over double figures, oh, yeah. Last time I checked, he had eight, but that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I didn't call, uh, we spoke about him on the podcast because he put a little teaser up and I was like, Thomas Lilly opening up another one. And then like a week later, he's obviously someone sent it to him or whatever. He's like, you got it wrong, man. I'm opening another two. Yeah. <laughs> is it, oh, yeah. I can't say that one. But no, they're. It, Again, watch the space. What is this man doing and yeah. how is it happening? Yeah. And yeah, obviously another very calculated person. Mm. Like he, he's making yeah. very specific moves. And I know that when he rebranded to Zero and all of that sort of stuff, there was this was sort of the direction that he wanted to go, a little bit more mainstream strength training, but high quality powerlifting facility. Mm. Um, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah I know he wants to come to Melbourne. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's only yeah. a matter of time. I think one fell through. He's using coaching develop his coaching development program to build to, the, yeah, to pick yeah. him. Yep. Yeah, smart. Which is smart. Yeah, it's very it, smart. it is. It's that person you trust. Yeah, yeah. that key. has the skill set and hopefully the competency of just like all those other qualities that we mm. spoke about earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thomas Lilly is again one you just observe. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. Obviously, we're f- I'm friends with him, so I can message him. Like, hey, what's, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. 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 yeah, he'll tell me. But it's just like this is cool. Like, yeah. let's just see where this. And and like we go back to the infancy of this is right back to the start of the conversation. The infancy of health and fitness. If you had told me even just at the start of COVID that somebody would have, even if it, I think it's uh, whatever. Let's just say eight, eight powerlifting gyms. Yeah. The fuck? What the <laughs> fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. In Melbourne, there was like three or four small, tiny, yeah. private, like the doors locked if no one's there facilities. Yeah. And one of the best ones closed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then within 18 months, two years, something pops up like that. I would never have, yeah, not even, but that's cool. Yeah, it's wild. Where's this going to end? Like, where's, yeah. The, yeah, the industry, yeah. I think we're in an f- awesome spot, just the, yeah. the the industry as a whole coming out from, from what where it like the COVID thing yeah. coming back I think it's people have taken that opportunity and been like there yeah, let's go yeah yeah. alright last question number one golf story uh, 
Oh, it'd be my mate hitting an eagle. That's what it, that that would <laughs> probably be it. My mate hit an eagle. He drove yeah. a par four green and then just putted it in. Fuck that hell. is unreal. Yeah, yeah. We, we, our, his nickname now is Eagle Claz. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Yeah, and nice. I'm, I'm Birdie Smith because I haven't hit one, but I've hit a birdie. So yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think that would probably be it. Yeah, drove yeah. a par four green. Fucking hell. And then, even that title on it in itself is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, just it was probably. I don't know, a metre and a half out. That's so and just good. walked up. Boop. You're two-parting that every time, mate. <laughs> you used to be so excited and just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'd probably the, still manage to bed. find a way to bogey that yeah, hole. Yeah, definitely shit the bed. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, that's um, probably it. Yeah. I don't. I've never done anything that's even warranted of of any highlight reel. Yeah, I'm glad no, you didn't ask me my favorite golf. What story was yours? It's just like yeah, playing golf. Yeah, <laughs> I've done it. Playing, ever. playing incredibly hungover and progressively drunk. At my Bucks weekend. Yeah. yeah. Hitting yeah. a straight ball. That's my yeah. highlight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Landing it on the fairway. <laughs> no deviation yeah. off the line. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Nah. All I right. suck at golf. Thank you so much for coming out, yeah, man. Thanks, no worries. Man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the golf. Yeah, as I said, good. I said it last night to my partner, but I haven't been this excited for a day of work. Yeah. In- fucking who knows because yeah. it was just like fuck you yeah, I'm going to go play golf and have a podcast I think yeah. it was the yeah. fourth hole that I was like let's ditch all these other YouTube videos that we had planned and, and just, just play golf just with play people play golf with people yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. sick no I, I love it differentiate boys yeah maybe oh, that's yeah. it maybe that's it absolutely fucking awesome um, shill all your stuff for us Jim, your Instagram website oh, just Melbourne Strength Culture that's it yeah. just put there. that into whatever search box um, if you want to, I think our best content is our YouTube channel because you can obviously get the video um, version of the podcast and then all the other little cool things. I think that's probably about mm-hmm. our best expression of what we're trying to build. Yep. Um, so if you if you want to see our best stuff, go to uh, the YouTube channel and just type Melbourne Strength Culture. Yep. Other than that, Melbourne Strength Culture in Instagram, TikTok, Google, yep. whatever. Yeah. Um, and keep an eye out for some apparel and a training app that's yeah, not awesome. too far away. Keen. Yeah. yeah, that's good. stcfitlearning.com for us and you'll find everything there. That's it. Done. Awesome. Thanks, Thank guys. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the episode. Don't forget to like it if you liked it and subscribe if you loved it and share it with somebody who you think needs to hear it. Don't forget also to head to the website for all our free resources, products, services, and merch. All right, see you next time.